Thank you for listening to the Starburns Audio Podcast Network. We have so many great comedy shows to add to your playlist. Just last week on Starburns Audio, our new player has joined. Keith and Jesse talked to Dr. Christopher Hale about getting involved with the Sister District Project. They also discuss fascism and gaming and echo the dolphin. On The Boogie Monster, Dave Stone and Kyle Kinane talk about exploration and treasure hunting, the protests, and redefining policing. On Office Hours Live, Tim Heidecker, DJ Doug Pound, and Vic Berger are joined by Thundercat and Z from Black Socialists in America. Listen to this episode to find out how you can help Office Hours raise funds for the Black Lives Matter Global Fund. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows. Featuring hosts like Monet Exchange, Bob the Drag Queen, and Amanda Seals. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show. And remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is what have we learned after doing 100 fucking episodes of this podcast? Hey, friends, I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. Holy shit. Wow. Before <laughs> I uh, jump in, it's a full house today. Whoop, whoop. Everybody introduce themselves. Hey, guys. It's me, Aisha Renee Holden. How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm Jenna. I'm the associate producer. <laughs> I'm Adam Pineless. I'm the audio engineer. Oh, my God. Everybody's here Yay. to celebrate our 100th episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys. <laughs> Can't believe That's this crazy. is like the most committed relationship I've had. Same. Right? Yeah. Aisha and I have been doing this from day one. Yeah. You TBT. legit have been like <laughs> through it all with me. <laughs> right. Um, and we're going to talk about some of it. We're going to talk about some of our favorite guests and um, our favorite moments and awkward moments and just crazy shit that's even happening, even stuff we've learned. Cause like after doing a hundred episodes of this, you do start picking up a few things here and there, you know, or it starts making you reflect. Yeah. So um, more than me, I want to hear what you guys, um, you know, have, have been getting from all of this. Uh, but uh, friends, firstly, holy shit. I don't know how to say thank you <laughs> yes. enough um, for sticking with us for a hundred episodes of this. Um uh, yeah, I don't think Aisha and I expected to keep going this long. I don't know what all. we expected. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, after work. <laughs> yeah, and the messages you guys send us all the time, and um, the emails and things, guys, it's so heartwarming, and it just inspires us every day. And for us to know that you know the little bit of what we do makes a difference. Um, I hope you realize you're giving us purpose mm-hmm. um, as much as you feel like we might be adding some entertainment and even help into your life. So um, once again, as always, if you like what you hear, <laughs> give us a five star review wherever you get this podcast. Um, shout out to all of our listeners once again who have already sent in reviews and messages. 
we could not be doing this without you. Um, also, follow us on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. Aisha, yep. where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance Across the Board. Adam? Uh, I'm Adam Pineless on all social platforms. Jenna? Um, you can tweet at me at the Kind of Dating <laughs> Twitter address. I don't have any personal socials, but... You can think of me fondly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm at Natasha Chandel on Facebook, Instagram, and Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Also, guys, um, before we start, shout out to uh, a whole other, you know, set of friends and teams that we've had over the years. We've had Meltdown yeah. Comics and um, Gaston and uh, our friends over there who, you know, gave us our first home. Mm-hmm. Mason, who we miss all the time. Mason. Macy, um, we love you and thank you for everything. Mackenzie, who was here with us for a little while, thank you for everything. Um, you know, she's still around the Starburns world, so we, we get to see her and we're glad we have friends around. Um, and Aisha, I mean, sorry, Adam and Jenna, um, thank you so much. Uh, you know, what you guys provide. Like, we're just so happy mm-hmm. to have, like, a full family here. It's like a full house. It is. Thank um, you. <laughs> and and your guys' contribution is is so, like, I, I, I mean, I can't, I could, like, couldn't do this without you. So, um, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, yeah. that's as mushy as I'll get. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking just became easier. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Get seasonal, simple recipes and pre-measured ingredients so that you can get that dinner-at-home date just right. It's enjoyable and easy, and you can even do it with a partner. There are three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family, with the option to switch between for when your taste changes, like mine does. I'm always on the run and was shocked at how easy it was to make my salsa verdes enchiladas. I'd never have tried that on my own, but with everything delivered to me, there was no stress at all and super delicious. Take advantage of HelloFresh's new 2019 special. Get $80 off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com slash dating80 and use a promo code dating80. It's like getting eight meals for free. That's HelloFresh.com slash dating80 and use a promo code dating80 for $80 off your first month. All right, audio is rolling. And then five, four, three. Maybe we should include this part of the, you know, a little <laughs> behind, behind the scenes, scenes of us starting of recording. Of what happens of yeah. <laughs> when Jenna counts us down. Oh. Um, well, no, actually, it's, it is funny because this is part of the the behind the scenes stuff that nobody sees is like Jenna and Adam will constantly give me break messages. They'll be like, take a break now, take a break now, take a break now. And I'm like, I'll still go on for like 10 more minutes. And they're like, take a break now. (laughs) Then I'm also never sure if, if I've missed Adam giving you a signal, if I should give you a signal, and Double then I signals. don't want to be pushy if he just signaled you, and then I signal you a minute later, and you're yeah. just like, chill out, people. And if we're getting like really, you know, into the meat of a story or something, yeah. you certainly don't want to interrupt that either, you know. Yeah, and so that's what tends to balance. happen. But it's yeah. so funny because uh, when I worked at MTV, we used to do this show called Rap Fix Live, and Sway used to be the host, and it would always happen that way, where we'd be like, Sway, rap, <laughs> gotta and go. he would just keep going, and you're like, rap, yeah. and he would just keep going. And, <laughs> but it's because like he knew where he needed the conversation to go, yeah. so he yeah. had to. Um, and so that's sort of, guys, if you, you know, I know some people might think we wing this. I don't know, but <laughs> none of this is winged. Um, no, no, every no. episode is researched. I come in with questions all the time. We have points we discuss shit um 
So sometimes I just need to finish it. <laughs> it's not going to happen in the next segment. I know, right? Well, <laughs> Tasha's a pro guy. She knows what's up. It's all good. Um, I want to jump in. Okay. We've had a lot of crazy moments on this show. Do you guys have any favorite guests? <laughs> Wendy <laughs> Walsh. <laughs> There's been so many good ones. Um, a few that stood out to me. In my grandmother's age in 1950, the average length, uh, well, the cost of sex was a wedding. Mm. And the average length of time from first time meeting to um, uh, from first time meeting to altar was about six months. Mm. Uh, then in my generation in the 1980s, we had the three date rule. It was three very expensive dinner dates in order to obtain sex. Uh, today, sex can be had for the barrel bottom price of one well-worded text, right? Yeah. So the question is, even in... A, so we have a high supply. There's too much sex out there. It's too available to everybody. So even when there's a bumper crop of tomatoes and the price of tomatoes goes down to one cent a head, there's still a market for one organic heirloom artisan tomato who sells for two bucks. Mm. What are you going to be in the mating marketplace? Well, she just fucking told all of us. Way back in the day, we've got Mr. James Tyson. Oh my god, that was episode always seven, the one. Movie. I still to this day love this episode. It's just so cool hearing a guy in particular like really talk about how special it is to find that one person, and just like the way him and his wife communicate and the way they fight is so you know it's yeah. just you can learn so much from that. I remember they fought on email via email. Yeah, they're like, no, we need to take time. And then sort of write it out, which yeah. I really appreciate. Because everybody thinks like, and it was a good example of everybody thinking like, oh, well, you must be able to, you must talk it out yeah. when you're angry. And he's like, no, no, you don't. Just figure out your way. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever works for you, yeah. you know? Um, he was also so fucking zen. So zen. Yeah, it was such a chill day. I remember that. It was just like, <laughs> you, you, we came in and it yeah. was... I, I didn't even sure if I believe in the one. And then I was like, shit, you <laughs> you're so fucking romantic about it. So romantic about it. Um, what about you so guys? Lovely. Uh, I really loved having Caitlin Durante and Jamie Loftus on. So funny. Yeah, from the Bechtel cast. Mm -hmm. um, they did an episode about uh, how movies affect your love life. Yeah. And it was really great to hear them deconstruct the rom-com and the Disney and how from day one as little girls were kind of brought up with a very specific picture of mm -hmm how life is supposed to go for us and how that affects how we approach our potential partners. There's a thing that happens in movies that we come across all the time, which is we call it the surprise kiss, mm. where men, usually right. men, sometimes oh, it's, yes. it's gender swap, but yes. it's usually men just laying one on a woman without checking in with her first mm -hmm. to see if maybe she was interested in receiving a kiss just like full-on surprise kissing her yeah. and uh that's behavior that's not okay yeah. totally but we see it time and time and again and, and in movies it's usually framed as like a really huge romantic gesture so like things like that people see on screen and then it influences mm -hmm. you especially if you're like a young impressionable person yeah, so right. a guy and a girl will end up together but there's no there's been no basis for their relationship mm. it's just like they're near each other and they're both attractive so they are gonna end up yeah kissing. Right. yeah but <laughs> yeah. the and it's usually because the 
female character is so underdeveloped that we don't know anything about her mm. so therefore we don't understand why the male hero would like her but yeah. that's not something that's like yeah considered because yeah. it's just like well she's hot so he right. loves her uh, i also really liked having dr eris humor on. oh my god yes yep and uh, she was on for an episode where she talked about the process communication model. Oh, yes. Like, are you an imaginer? Are you a rebel? Yep. That changed our shit. Yeah. Aisha and I went to the a retreat with her after. Yeah. And, oh, my God, like, I can't look at people the same way anymore. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I know. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. That episode was great food for thought. I remember I called my sister afterward. I was just like, oh. like, I have a total new understanding of the way I, you know, communicate with other people yeah. and shared with her all the mm-hmm. all the knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so even, uh, and guys, shout out to our friends at How Stuff Works, uh, Bechdel cast. We've had um, the girls from uh, Ethnically Ambiguous. We've had uh, the guys, God, why is it? Oh, Daily Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for being on. Uh, that one was so funny. And also, guys, do you know Jenna has a, movies and film uh newsletter she sends oh my that so i could see that episode like singing to you um because i started getting these these newsletters and i was like what is this and i'm like jenna i was like look at you with this little side hustle she does so much she's plugging me without me even bringing it up (laughs) yeah well i could see how the movie and film like episode would like speak to you yeah because you clearly love watching that stuff with like a yes. watchful eye so mm-hmm. gives me life yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> um adam what about you yeah um well i really liked uh the kaplan twins um oh they God. they were hilarious and they were um very it was interesting to see the dynamic between the two yeah. and how it like changes um, or, or in some ways they, they were similar and then they thought they were similar, but then they kind of realized, no, we're, we're pretty different. But then they realized, no, actually, we're kind of similar, <laughs> you know, like in a lot of ways. Do you ever worry that if you're dating somebody, like, are they into the other person? No, too? no, because not at all. We, we have, have such, such different, different personalities. Tapes, really? And like, we have different, like, types of guys that we like, yeah. different types. Yeah. And we're so different. We are yeah. really different. And mm-hmm. when people get to know us, they're like, oh, Lexi is the more this one, Allie's the more mm-hmm. that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. it's never really, I don't think, like, guys are ever really, I mean, obviously, a physical attraction sure. is, like, part of it because we look the same right but it's not like oh like which one am i gonna pick yeah, it's more yeah, yeah. like i'm I attracted to with... this person right right more right right That's for good. who they are yeah. and then so then growing up or even like at, you know especially as you're maturing and you are starting to date like did you feel like a th- an extra sort of thing to stand out like no not, no not, not really you know I mean, I mean, when we were younger, remember there was that guy that you liked, and, yeah, and then I hooked up with him on purpose just to bother you or piss you yeah. off. Oh. What? That was a high school. It was like high school, like <laughs> high school. Wait, stuff. wait, tell me. Wait, what just happened? I also really liked um, Rachel and Jade. Oh, um, my friend. Yeah, I thought they had a really nice narrative story about how they met, and um, that was a really great episode oh uh, they'll like, be so happy it, yeah. to hear that jade kept hitting me up he's like do people like it do people like it yeah no like i definitely like, did okay. i thought it was a nice story and they told it well so, yeah, yeah yeah they're so good yeah that's rachel skidmore and jade adenhall yeah 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 okay. jade adon hall yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry I'm no no i messed yeah. up on can- i i said it and he's like my friend for so many years and i was like that's what i was like i didn't even know oh, this whole no. time yeah. <laughs> i was like you should have corrected me a while ago yeah. um 
bitch. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about doing a montage of all the times I say bitch, guys. Um, <laughs> if you want to do one, though, you really should. It'll be really Just funny. Just for kicks. Um, yeah, I, uh, the Kaplan twins are actually also as part of like my favorite moments because there's like that um, that bit where and guys, this is like our our 99th episode is the Kaplan twins. So it's really funny that that also gets to like every guest really leaves such an impact on yeah. us. Um, and theirs was so funny because we were all cracking up when I was like, you guys into the same guy? No. <laughs> and then they'll both talk about like guys that they've hooked up with. <laughs> That are the same. The same. I'm yeah. like, it was like, well, one broke up and then the other ended up with them. I'm like, how could you do? <laughs> They're so funny. So um, funny. Oh, one more thing. I do yeah. want to tease an upcoming episode that we literally just did. Yeah. With uh, Ken Page, uh-huh. you guys. It's gonna be so good. It's all about making your insecurities your gifts. Yeah. And it's it's really good. I know. If we could, if <laughs> if that could have counted, that could that would have counted as one of our favorite episodes just for be ready. sure. Um. For me, I think favorite episodes are probably the most personal ones. Mm. I think having my parents on oh my God, in two so separate fun. episodes was the best for me. I think the, the time I was like, wow, like, fuck, I, I get to do this once. When do you think I'm going to get married? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the time phases come. It, it says that by April 2019, you must get married. Shit. From now only it is there, but it is up to you. Like, see, when a good time comes, if people don't take advantage of that, time passes with easy. Okay, but Daddy, can I tell? Can you tell everybody? Like, people don't believe me when I say that you once told me that uh, that I that somebody would have to drag me down the aisle. (laughs) Means. You said you said once to me mm-hmm. that uh, that I was like you, that I would never get married unless somebody dragged me down the okay. aisle. Okay, no, that is uh, some um, trait you may have from me. <laughs> My dad came on and he <laughs> did an astrology episode. And it was so funny because like, I was also calling him out on shit that, like, he had said. And he, <laughs> he was, like, laughing afterwards because he was like, I never. But you're right. <laughs> um, and then my mom came on for a Mother's Day episode. And one, guys, how many people have hit up my dad for astrology services after this? It's, like, <laughs> insane. So, yeah, if you want your horoscope read, just hit up my dad. Um, but uh, my mom did the Mother's Day episode and just like advice on moms. And I just kept like, I was laughing because she was actually really demure. And my mom is like the biggest, sassiest fucking chick you've ever met. Like she <laughs> she came into work one time with me at MTV and all my friends came up to me after and they were like, your mom is way, like, we thought you were funny. Your mom is way funnier than you. And I was like, okay. And my mom's like walking around, like shit talking me to like all my friends. I was like, really mom? Like, um, but it was just so great to like have them on the show and like get to, I don't know, them to it's see good whatever. It's good family yeah. 
you're, you're chronicling part of your family, too, yeah. in the process. You know, yeah. It's kind of a win-win, you know. And yeah. I think another one was having my ex on the show. Oh, my God, which that was he, funny. He hit me up the other day, and he was That's like... brave. Yeah, and he was like, I listened back to our episode. It's a really good one. I'm like, it is a really funny one. Yeah. Um, and I think that was, like, just funny to have somebody who, like, knew me. Yeah. Because I know you guys hear me tell stories, and sometimes it almost sounds like... I don't know if that's real. Um, but he was like, no, no, she's literally like a dude. And he could say it from like having yeah. dated me. Um, so that was funny uh, for me. Another shout out for me was Laura Clary. Um, that was like episode three or four. Mm-hmm. No, three, I think it was. Or maybe five. <laughs> three to five, guys. It was on Kissing. Just because she's so fucking funny. Uh-huh. She's just fucking hilarious and we did something called a butterfly kiss like with our oh, eyes it yes. was oh yeah yeah just I remember. insane is that when she saw a guy that she had like hooked up with walk by when we were recording was that her no oh, that okay. was um that was that was, was, <laughs> was fun <laughs> alexi wasser ah uh, yes and mm-hmm. she then proceeded to tell us uh, and the then, story yeah. of his big dick yes <laughs> BDE. The legend, the actually. The, the legend. Story. This the is legend. true. Yes. The legend. Yeah. The, the was origin true. story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Awkward moments. <laughs> I have one that I can definitely, and I won't call the people out because okay. uh, I will be respectful that way. But um, Aisha will remember this. Somebody came in once and literally smelled like a homeless oh, person. I do remember this. Yeah. Like, did not. Um, did not either shower or actually just just smelled like right and I remember being and, and the person was sitting next to me and I was like oh my god <laughs> uh, yeah and what do you do at times like that like you can't and that's back when our room do was anything. tiny yes <laughs> yeah it was a like meltdown yeah. it used to be really hot some people are definitely more aware of you know yeah. some things like that than others yeah. yeah, I think everybody in that room was definitely aware of that. Do you think, Aish, were you? I think so. I wasn't, and also I wasn't sure if that's just, like, his, like, style. Like, I think you it know, was or, his style. Yeah. Or maybe he's like, I just ran here. Right. You know? No, I it, think it was it his style. I think like he had style. said that, like, it was a pheromones thing. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I do remember talking about I did about date that. Um, someone <laughs> once who, like, she had uh, dreads and she didn't wash them that oh. often and at a certain point I was like I, I don't feel like you should be washing them like you know like I, I don't yeah. know I know I'm not part of the the dread culture there's a yes. whole other culture there that I'm not too aware of but yeah no it's definitely t- should it's be tough. washing them yeah. um yeah. what do you did you guys have any like awkward moments or or times that you were I mean, this is like another insider's situation, but like whenever we literally just experienced it today when our set gets changed without us knowing. Oh, yeah. This has happened multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. We'll just come in and everything is topsy-turvy all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that used to happen a lot. A lot. Um, when we were at Meltdown, too, we'd walk in and, yeah. and like the studio would just be trashed just before because like there was apart. another podcast and they'd be drinking. Yeah. And, and it's like, <sighs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try to tidy We're up. Like trying before. to be professional here. We got yeah. guests coming in five minutes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pay it forward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have so many awkward moments. So you guys go first because I couldn't think of any guest specific awkward moments. Definitely agree with the studio. 
always come in praying that all the devices <laughs> yeah. are have at least 50% charge. <laughs> uh, all the microphones are working. Yeah. All of our equipment's still here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who knows? Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, anytime I have to be on mic, I think it's awkward just because um don't like necessarily being on mic because I don't like the sound of my voice. Um you know, if it makes you feel better, as as many times as I've done this, I don't like hearing my voice back. I don't listen back to episodes. So, guys, when people are like, when people tell me they're like, oh, you said this. I'm like, I have no idea because I'd never listen back. Like, I'll listen back if Adam sends me something and just to check a level or like just to see like is a tone OK. But I don't hear what anybody's saying, yeah. especially me. Yeah. Um, and you're so fucking good. You're so ah. smart and thought yeah, out. So I, I, every time sex. we get you on the mic, I'm very happy. Oh, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the behind the scenes stuff for me that's a little awkward is like, um, you know, well, even just like like an hour ago or something when we were uh, before we started recording this, you know, we had just recorded a previous episode and. You know, I look and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the timestamps are showing up wrong. And it looks like we didn't record this. But of course, the time just changed. So our recorder needs to have the clock updated. And that's all it was. Everything was recorded just fine. I was definitely freaking out for a moment. They're like, did we just like waste our guests time and waste everyone's time and effort and have a great conversation that no one will hear? You know, (laughs) fortunately, it's all okay. But, you know, things like that are are kind of my biggest fears. Yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. And the, I mean, it's uh, Aisha and I, have, you know, over fuck two and a half years of doing this. Wow. All the shit that we've faced of like technical issues, wires so not being issues. there. <laughs> like we've actually had to cancel episodes or, or actually one, the only one that we had to cancel because somebody just uh, there were the wires weren't yeah. couldn't find them. And it was yeah. like, oh, OK. And it was a phoner. and We couldn't there was no way to get it done. And yeah. So we were like, all right. And uh, I mean, it's just so many things constantly happen where you think you recorded and then it didn't record and then you're saying a part again and (laughs) things people don't know when you're. um, Yeah. uh, I would say another awkward moment for me as as like when I'm hosting is like, you know, I tell guests beforehand or we, we discuss what the topic would be like or mm-hmm. what do they want to talk about you know and so I, we try to tailor it around them yep. but then sometimes they'll come in and they just want to get something off their chest and I find that those those ones are so funny to me where yeah. we're supposed to talk about a topic and they'll just go into a personal gripe yeah. and then it just the whole episode becomes them just venting <laughs> and yeah and then I'm trying to like bring it back to like what the topic is and they're just venting. Nope, they and it still stuff. ends up being super entertaining because like we'll we'll work our way sure. around it. Yeah. But yeah. but I'm like, all right, well, that just didn't yep. turn out the way I thought. <laughs> and actually one episode I used to remember, there's only one episode ever that we've recorded but never used. Sure, do remember. And uh, and that was a comedian. And it's been like my it was a good learning experience because it was early on. Mm-hmm. And uh and uh, it was supposed to be on mixed signals, which guys will still do one day. Okay, <laughs> um, but he ended up making it into a stand-up set oh, instead of yeah, just I'm having a discussion. And so it, it kept being like saying something, and then he'd try to find the punchline, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh no, or trying to take a conversation this way. But he just kept going back to his set. Um, and so eventually, when we heard it back, I was like, I don't. Is usable. So it's the only one actually yeah. in the kind of dating vault. 
Hmm. Interesting. Um, <laughs> but uh, you guys mentioned something that is sort of also like, would you count some of these things that you that go that happen behind the scenes as like your best and worst? <laughs> What's a, okay? So, friends, you don't know this, but we record the podcast on Sundays um, between twelve to two, um, and we pre-bank episodes because you know life happens and we try to stay ahead of it and I, I tend to travel a bit so we we bank stuff um Aisha what were the days we did it before I feel like did we ever do a Saturday or was it earlier we might have done like a Saturday but before it was Thursday nights oh yes it was after Fuck, work it used to be Thursday nights yeah. and then it was like 11 a.m or something I feel like yeah. there was some time that we were doing it at Meltdown at 11 yeah. a.m mm-hmm. on um, a weekend though right on a weekend because yeah, yeah. I was like yeah no but <laughs> yeah yeah. But it sucked because I oh like I always came hungover. Yep. Oh yeah. Because it was, and I'm pretty sure it was always a Sunday, and so it was like Saturday night, and I've had to eventually be like, I can't drink <laughs> because it hurts so much. Yeah. To do a podcast the next day, hungover yeah. and trying to like, yeah, make sense of people, and like have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely my worst yeah. thing about it. Yeah, yeah, that it's on like the weekends. <laughs> that and, it like, is yeah. on a Sunday for me morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. I am still drunk most of the time. So true. <laughs> Doing this. So true. Yeah. I always I'm like, what would be the best day to record this? Because like a weeknight is shitty because of traffic. Because guys, yeah. we record in L.A. So yeah. it's like Aisha lives yeah. like a w- ways away. So I'm like, fuck. And then it's like, do you want to do a Saturday? But <laughs> Saturday is like your one fucking yeah. off off day. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, Sunday is sort of the only. But then you also want Sunday evening because Sunday evening yeah. no, is like you're winding Sunday. down. So it just ends up being Sunday in the day. And- yeah. I feel like that's the time, though, that like most people in L.A. usually are more available because like, you know, people yeah. who are working on like, you know, a movie or TV show. One thing I didn't know until I started working on those out here is that like you don't really get to know what well, I when I was in Florida, which is where I'm from originally, mm-hmm. you always would be getting a job here or there and you'd have to go that day because that's the day of the shoot mm-hmm. and that's just it. But out here, everything is much more on a schedule, usually Monday through Friday. I'm not saying that there aren't variances. You know, I did one thing that shot at a school on Sundays, so that was a Tuesday through Sunday shoot, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But for the most part, I think a lot of things like that, um, you know, it's it's interesting to see that the, it helps with the workflow totally, out here, especially because yeah. the guests are also a lot of times on that That's same what I workflow. Mean, yeah. yeah, they tend to be more available then yep. versus like a weekday night mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. What are your guys like? What's your what's your favorite part and the best part and worst part of doing the podcast? Uh, best part for me is meeting so many different people because, like you know, today we had on Ken Page, who's a psychotherapist, but yep. then you know a couple weeks ago we had the Kaplan twins on, who are. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram artists and influencers. And so you get a wide variety of viewpoints Mm -hmm. and can really get outside of your own mindset. Absolutely. Then I guess the worst would be, you know, they're only 45, 50 minute episodes. So we really only scratch the surface of our topic. It could be a drop in the bucket because a lot of the topics you can write whole like dissertations on Mm -hmm. and like really deep dive into it. Some of our guests have. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's it's kind of crazy how like it can really get you thinking about something, but 
there's the opportunity to learn so much more mm-hmm. uh, after you've become aware of it. Yeah, so true. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have heard a lot of people like mention certain things they went through. And I remember back and, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm on both sides of that fence, you know, like, oh, yeah, in that case, I was, you know, kind of, you know, maybe it was because I was unsure of what I want or maybe it was because of, you know, where I where I was in life or something like that. But for whatever reason, you know, it's like, oh, okay, now that hindsight, you know, they say is 2020 or something. So it's like, okay, now I can see, you know, where I either did that wrong or should have done that instead or, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, no, totally. That's that's been very eye opening to hear that a lot of people experience these same things in yep. varying degrees. And also, like, when I started dating, it wasn't yet a thing where there were, like, a lot of apps and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, you know, it was very different. Like, everyone was on, like, OkCupid or Plenty of Fish, which was the other, like, free sort of dating website, you know, and a lot of people use that. And I felt like it was more conversational-based mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But, yeah. you know, I anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, but it's been very interesting to sort of see how that has changed, too. Like, because now that apps are a huge thing, like, there's different niche apps that, that have specialties, you know, and, yes. and, oh, this is the one where the females can control, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, things which, you know, in a lot of ways is better because then as a guy, you're like, okay, I know she's actually interested in me, you know, which is nice. You know, that would have been cool like a long time ago, you know, or something, (laughs) you know, rather than just sending things out into the void, which is what it feels like a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. What's the worst part? Uh, The worst part? He's like, I have a list. Like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, sorry. Yeah, I hate. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. I always, I mean, I don't know, really. I, I just, I always feel like generally I always wish I had another day of the week. Like, yeah, yeah, just sure. one more day to really get what we need done and make sure everything is the best it can be and just be like, good work. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that really counts running. as a worse thing. No, but, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, a per, it's definitely a personal struggle. I mean, I feel like I go through that all yeah. the time. Like, I'm rushing every week to get research ready for Sunday and, and, Half the time I'm like waking up in the morning before a Sunday, like yeah. before I record just yeah. to prep. And I'm like, fuck, I wish that there was more time. Yeah. Or like, I mean, and it's funny, too, because these things hit you at weird hours. Like there was <laughs> like the first time I posted one of our episodes online or something. I remember I woke up at like 3 a.m. And when it was set to post and I was watching it, I'm like, it didn't show up. What's going on? And I emailed Natasha and I'm like, you know, it's like 3 a.m. on Pacific Coast because, you know, that's like roughly 6 a.m. on the East Coast or that is 6 a.m. on the East Coast if we're going by science. Um, But uh, yeah, but like, you know, and then she's like, oh, well, it's because of this one thing. So then we fixed it. It was no big deal. But it was just kind of like, okay, well, I thought I had really messed up, but luckily it was all fine. So, you know, you know, I know it's always that 3 a.m. freak out, you know, know? all the time. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Aish? Um, Well, as I said, worst is definitely being awake on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Just yep. being awake at all uh, is hard. But best, I mean, like Jenna said, it's been so cool learning from different people, hearing different opinions, similar opinions, and just, yeah, getting out of your bubble and learning about different people. And it's just been really cool working with you and seeing you every Aww. weekend. You know? <laughs> we both, like, grown so much since when we started this. We've been through, like, God knows how many jobs. 
yeah. you know, boys, career change, whatever. Yeah, and it's just, just been, life. Yeah. And how many times we've been partying together on <laughs> yeah, a Saturday yeah. night we're like, Hi. before <laughs> we're coming back here See on a more. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> home safe. I'll see you in the morning. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, you're like a you're like a little sister to me, and I'm oh, so God. happy I get to do this with you. And Same. and watching you grow has been amazing because like Aish didn't do she didn't a co-host really no, before yeah. and you used to help with social media stuff mm-hmm. but you're so great on camera you have and such an amazing voice and oh, you're so smart you. and <laughs> much better person than me so, <laughs> so it really uh it's like the world needed you um i would say this this doesn't count as like a worst moment but it's fun fact for people um life happens around this podcast Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and like I remember that uh, we recorded the Sunny Leone episode I think that was I don't know one of the early ones early um episode seven or something maybe um and I just broke up with my ex the night before the Mm -hmm. one I was living with and so and I remember I was bawling 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 and I had to come in because it was this big celebrity episode and we couldn't cancel it. And yeah. I wasn't going to. And so I came in, like, put a shit ton of makeup on and just had to, like, yeah. roll with it. And wasn't even sure if I should talk about it yet because I wasn't I was like, I don't know. Will we get back yeah. together? What I, you know, it was just so yeah, and, it, and we were like happened. living yeah. together. Yeah. So it was like the biggest sort of like thing for me. Um, but like that happens like life is always happening as we're doing yep. this. And I'm sure it's for all you guys too, right? Mm-hmm. Like 100%. shit's just going on. Um, but I think I think it's the same like consensus with everybody. I think it's definitely made my life better. Yeah. Um I also have loved like I take pride and I feel like our podcast has like some of the best guests. That's I'll just fucking say that because <laughs> I feel like we have such a range of guests. Yeah. Not just like a certain type, yep. but like we say we talk to cool guests, you know. Mm-hmm. And so everybody is like they go from authors to therapists to celebrities to influencers to just friends, family. Yeah. yeah. Friends, family, cool <laughs> people like we have such a different array versus like just comedians or just right. actors or just this, you know? Yep. Um, and I love that about the show because we've also gotten to see people grow. Mm-hmm. Like we've had, it was so crazy to me. So like Prashant Venkatarajanam, um, <laughs> took me a long time to say his name. Uh, I think it's like episode 39. He did Peter Pan syndrome. And now he's the EP co-creator of Patriot Act on Netflix. Yeah. Um, our friend Amy Aniobi, yeah, who was a writer producer for Insecure, just got an overall deal at HBO. Yep. Um, Laura Clary, who was on, mm-hmm. was um, when she came on the podcast, she had 300,000 uh, on Instagram within a month and a half of the podcast. It had not related, just yeah. happened to be that her videos went viral. She went into like millions. Damn. Wow. And I'm like, Dr. Wendy Walsh, mm-hmm. she became like time person of the year after. Yeah. And it's just like you see people like fucking doing cool, crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're like, oh, my God, we had you first. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I, re- I remember you mentioned when I first met you about the podcast was that it. I really like that 
you know, uh, a lot of what we do is based on the, it's the people listening in general, the, all of our listeners out there. Uh, you you like us um, because a lot of the things we talk about or, or they talk about usually yeah. I'm not usually talking um, is related to the content. You know, like it's it's the fact that we are discussing things that everybody goes through that are helpful for many, many situations. And, um, you know, it's not like some podcasts where, you know, oh, okay, this is the guest who's on this week. And, you know, that's great for those podcasts. And, and ours, we have excellent guests. I mean, no yeah. doubt. Um, but what's interesting is that people, you know, will listen even if they're not too familiar with yeah. the guest because they like the content. The and topic, then they come to right. know the guest yep. from that, which yeah. I think is really remarkable because a lot of podcasts don't have that kind of draw. You know, it's a content yeah. thing, which is really cool. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a interesting... You know, we've talked about this, obviously, internally, but we have a, you know, you guys as listeners um, listen to our back catalog a lot mm -hmm. where most podcasts, it's like your whatever is the episode of that week is your highest listened episode. Um, and for us, we get tons of listeners in our back catalog every week because yeah. they're so helpful. Yeah, because yeah. they're just going through and finding like a topic that mm -hmm. that appeals to them versus this guest or. Right. Uh, and that was something that like when uh, I remember when I was creating it, it was very um, I made that concerted effort to be like, I, I don't want this to be like a current affairs thing where we're going to talk about in one episode three topics and you're going to have to scroll through the episode just to hear the shit that you want to talk about mm -hmm. or hear yeah. for 10 minutes. Instead, I wanted to be like, let's just do a deep dive into one. And this way people can like pick and choose what appeals to them. And then yeah. you don't have to listen to the other shit because <laughs> yeah. I don't like listening to other shit. Yeah. Um, and I think that's. And even in choosing the subjects that you, I, I've always thought you're very good at picking out something that people can excitedly elaborate on, you know, mm -hmm. something that people can say, you know, I do have a lot to say about that. And maybe you already had an idea of what the person might be great to talk to about, or maybe they brought something to the table saying, you know, this is what I would like to talk about or something like that. But it's very, uh, I, I find that very impressive. Mm -hmm. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. we, we kind of do it both ways with people. We'll ask them, mm -hmm. um, what do you want to talk about? And then they'll give me some sort of like feedback of the shit that they want and then uh and then I'll try to like tailor it around to them and sometimes they're like I'm open to anything and then yeah. I'll be like all right well I have a list <laughs> <laughs> that I try to keep of, of topics I think are interesting because you know as we're going around life like I'll remember something yeah or somebody says something I'm like oh fuck because I have a bad memory I'm like write it down <laughs> um and then I'll like go back and use that as like a thing yeah so I'm glad that that reads yeah um, what are your favorite moments? Um, some of my favorite moments are when we went to LA Comic Con. That was so That's cool. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> we did a live episode, guys. It was crazy. We were all over the place. It was scrappy. It was and so cool. people were, I, what I loved about that yeah. was like it was our first time doing a live panel. Yep. And the audience started shouting answers. Yeah. And I don't think that happens at these panels because it's mm. usually just like quiet and people are listening. But because it's dating. Yeah. They were screaming out answers. Yeah. And I and so we ended up like using that mm -hmm. as part of the episode because I couldn't ignore them. Right. And so we just started talking to the audience. Yeah. Also, which wasn't planned. Exactly. But it was it was a pretty packed house. It was, yeah. I was going to say I was. I wasn't sure anybody was going to show up because, I mean, it was Comic-Con and we we're talking about dating. Like, what? Yeah. 
And like people came yeah. and had things to say. And it was and really cool. That was with Octopimp and Cecily Jenkins, who mm-hmm. are YouTubers. Um, and Octopimp is a gaming YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did Is It Safer to Date a Nerd? <laughs> Which then yeah. the, the audience pointed out to me. They're like, there's a difference right. between and nerds that was and the geeks. Whole thing. Right. And it turned into like this whole fucking yeah. debate about nerds versus geeks. There you go. There's all kinds of definitions for things. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. At the end, I was like, you guys are saying this. This is not me. Right. So right. don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, what were you some of your other ones? Um, also, uh, you mentioned earlier the PCM retreat process communication oh, yeah. model retreat. Um, again, just like you were saying, you look at people so differently now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I obviously haven't mastered it yet, but I've definitely done what I can to sort of at least recognize you know, yeah. people's, the way they speak and how they're trying to come across. Yeah, I'm trying so hard because yeah. like with, you know, part of the retreat, they gave you sort of a like a bio of who you are and like kind of the areas um, of the six personality types you need to work on. So for mine, it was like, her sister and the rebel I needed to work on in myself. Right. So like being more spontaneous. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'm like really trying actively Mm -hmm. to like do that and think less because I'm such a thinker by far. Right. Um, But shout out to Dr. Mm Aris because she's our most uh, visited guest on the Kind of Dating podcast. And she's fucking brilliant. (laughs) And she's so kind. Yeah. And and yet so smart. And the, I think the episodes, guys, she did with us are red flags. We have one on um, addiction and codependency. Yeah. Um, and then she came on for love addiction and communication mm-hmm. style. So she just dropped a lot of knowledge on us. Yeah. 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 What about you guys? Uh, ditto on Dr. Eris. <laughs> She's great. Um, really, really love the process communication stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think overall, like favorite moments... Really, every episode has, like, a guest will share something more personal, and then we can boil it down to something like a universal principle, Mm -hmm. like the episode takeaway. And I really love those moments because it gives someone, gives a listener, like, a concrete idea to walk away with to kind of, like, shape their understanding of the episode around and then maybe apply to their own lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really love those moments. Uh, it's great to hear you guys talk about the live episode because it would be amazing to do something like that yeah. again in the future, like the audience engagement, mm-hmm. people shouting out. <laughs> so it's exciting. I mean, that's something we've talked about a lot, too, right? It's like going to colleges and maybe doing town halls or doing like, uh, yes. I don't know, I've thought about it, UCB and stuff. So, yeah. friends, if you're listening and you have any ideas, please like let us know. Yeah. Yeah, and just so you know, I just got a Comic-Con professional badge uh, approved. Yes. So, so now I'm a yes. professional. Before that, I was not. I did not know anything I was doing. But now I'm in. Now so, you know. Yeah, yeah. The badge <laughs> gave you everything. It's, that's MVP. all it is. Yeah. Hilarious. What about you, Adam? Um, I mean, you know, I... I feel like there's a lot of things I like in each episode. I think that one of the things that I always resonate the most with is when... One of the things that I really enjoy the most is when someone is telling a story and 
sometimes I get chills. Mm -hmm. Like when they say something that just seems a lot more similar to something that I had gone through mm -hmm. a long time ago, like when I was dating in my, uh, you know, 20s, I'm 32 now. So I'm not like, like, like super like old or anything. But like, you know, I, it was a while ago. And it's interesting, too, because sometimes like I'll have forgotten things from like the past. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, like that is sort of what was going on there. And it gives insight into that, you know, uh, totally. which I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, you kind of took my my moments from me. I should know. Okay. We we mentioned it, <laughs> and that was uh, Stan Lee's L.A. Comic Con. That's yes. the one that we mm -hmm. we we went to. Um, thank you to Gaston and Meltdown Comics for having us there. What are some of the best lessons you've learned? I have so many over, <laughs> you know, yeah. or just like made me think about things. Um, uh, I have to shout out Dr. Wendy Walsh. Yep. <laughs> the one time uh -huh. I was left speech, I, I had nothing to say. Yeah. And hers was the first 90 days. And I think we've had this quote up on our Instagram, guys, on uh, at Kind of Dating. She said, <laughs> and, and it was it, it was like in this tone of voice, too. Artisan, wait, wait, is it? Wait, wait. Oh, she goes, <laughs> so even when there's a bumper crop of potatoes and the price of potatoes goes down to one cent a head, there's still a market for one heirloom artisan tomato who sells for $2. What are you going to be in the dating marketplace? Yeah, that's a good point. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that was her telling us to like, increase our worth yeah but it, but it was also because she was very much about like wait to have sex and mm -hmm. like make them earn you know yeah you yep a and uh, i can't tell i i can't <laughs> i can't speak for aisha i wasn't totally sold on her way beforehand but then i was like oh, oh shit you're right <laughs> i want to be an artisan <laughs> well also there's that famous like saying um it's i mean i don't like that it refers to people as cows but there's the cow saying with um you know why would you uh something with the cow but when you get the milk for free or something oh like, yeah uh, yeah yeah that well yeah yeah the, yeah why is it like why would you milk a cow yeah, why, if you can go get the why would you pay for the cow i think oh yeah why would yeah maybe i think that's more something like related that. to a woman's sexual worth though then <laughs> well I mean you know that's true but like I get the, the dynamic of like you know yes. if you're going out with someone and let's say it's the yes. first date and, you, and you're a guy and you like to go a lot and she's you know uh, beautiful and, yeah, you know, yeah. and you want to hook up or something like you know understandably okay but as a woman it's like well you probably you know you want to make sure that the bar is not set too low you totally. know you want to make sure that like you know okay it's because he earned it or yeah, because yeah, like i really exactly. like him or yeah. all of the above you know it's it's because we're on the same page yeah you know yeah. we're reclaiming that phrase yeah yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i also can't paraphrase you. things very well like every no, now and then i'll be like you can take a horse to water but then he's just at the water. It's also like so a very funny. age quote. And I feel like yeah. for us as millennials, we're like, yeah. what's that thing that's saying about the horse? And why would a yeah. horse go to river? Where, so, where are you getting a horse from? Why are we taking old advice? Why don't we take new advice for a new generation? Um, what about you guys? I mean, mine is the same. I like literally wrote down the quote and everything. I remember when that, when she said that, like the whole room was like quiet. Like everybody was like, oh my God. Also because she called us I out. I an organic tomato. <laughs> 
And I like think about that like to this day. It's so yeah. real and so true. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah, it's good. Um, I think the best overall advice or like thing I've taken away from the podcast is how universal mm-hmm. like our experiences are. Mm-hmm. Like we've had so many guests on and then so many listeners who've written in who are like, yes, like mm-hmm. this is me or like I've experienced this. And you don't realize when you're caught up in your own personal drama or in your own head how everyone else is going through the same thing. Yep. Um, and then we just talked about it more then it wouldn't be so scary. Mm-hmm. And another saying is, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. And but we never stop to think about if we're already walking in other people's shoes or where we've walked in each mm-hmm. other's shoes yeah. like a thousand miles already. Mm-hmm. And we should approach people with that same genuine curiosity that we would to a sibling or a family member yeah. who we just automatically know gets us mm-hmm. and like right. has who like was there from day one mm-hmm. and yeah. just kind of understands. Yeah. yeah. And even even compassion around it, right? Yeah. Like yep. that, empathy. Yeah, empathy. the people mm-hmm. have all gone through it and and uh you know something that I've said is like dating can still be kind and it's okay you don't even if you didn't like your date with somebody you don't have to cuss them out and tell them you don't have to belittle somebody and tell them you don't have to reject them with a with a level of fucking fake sense of power you could Mm -hmm. just say hey you are wonderful I really appreciate you taking time I'm sorry that I didn't click in the same way and you don't maybe don't even have to say sorry but you know what I mean like you could just say "I, I just didn't feel that level or whatever it is for you. Um, and most of the time people aren't bad about it because if you treat them with respect, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. treat you. But you're right about one thing. What's the one thing I always tell everybody? I'm like, everybody says dating is hard. Yes. Because it's like, People, I'll go to Toronto and people will be like, oh, dating is so hard here. I'll get hit up by like 50-year-old gay guys who are like, fuck, dating from my <laughs> age range is so hard. Then I'll get hit up by like 23-year-old college girls from Wisconsin and she's like, dating for me is so hard. I'm like, dating everywhere is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'll go to India. They're like, fuck it, dating is so hard. Yeah. I'm like, it's hard, period, for people. Yeah. Um, we get in our own way. We do. Think, All yeah. the time. Yeah. I think yeah. like one of the key things that I've kind of learned from sort of the overall thing is that everyone needs to try to do their best to step back a little bit and look at themselves and what they want, what their situation is. I know that like for me, when I was younger in my early 20s, it was like I was dating and, you know, I didn't exactly know like what I was looking for. Um, I, I was at the time still in Florida and I was like, you know, I knew I'd move out to L.A. at some point, but I was like, you know, at the same time, it's hard to start a relationship if you think there's an end point, you know, and and figuring out life and all that stuff and career trajectory and things yeah. like that. It, it's a lot to take in. But when you are, you know, once you kind of figure out generally where you are with that stuff, I think that people can kind of dig into, you know, here's our here's the relationship I'm potentially going to have. Mm-hmm. Here's the uh, either man or woman or whoever it is that, you know, they that you're attracted to. And, you know, you hope that when you look back, you see that they're kind of filling in a lot of the places where you kind of felt like um, you, you wanted to kind of have a counterpart. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that they are filling a void entirely. I mean, it's not to say that you are 
supplementing something you're missing with them. I, I don't know if that's exactly Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like but, you're looking for a complimentary yeah, partner. Like, yeah, like I think that it's very important that, you know, a couple, you know, you're both fulfilling equally uh, needs that the other one has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it is a relationship that should, in, in modern days, work both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. in the past, I wish it had worked both ways for more people, you know. Definitely. But I think that people now are a lot more accepting, thankfully, of a lot mm-hmm. of that yeah. stuff. So. Something that, um, you know, uh, Aisha and I have talked a lot about, like, when we were starting the podcast, too, of, like, not wanting to tell people what to do. Right. And and uh, sharing stories and our perspective and, and even with guests we come on and unless they're a therapist, we're always, like, we're trying to be cognizant of not telling anybody how to live their life. Um, but telling, like, sharing stuff, I wish somebody told me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That was... Some of this, I'm like, oh, man, I feel like I could have saved myself so much shit. If somebody even just said to me something simple as you could love somebody but not be with them. Mm -hmm. Like that was like life changing for me when I learned that. I was like, oh, I can. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) um, And I think one of the best piece of advice uh, was from episode four. It was from our most downloaded episode, How to Heal from a Breakup. Mm. And Dr. uh, Jody Frank, who... FYI, guys, was like Jenna. She did not want to be on mic. She was like, I don't want to be on. I don't want to be on. I don't want to be on. And I was like, trust me, like, you're amazing and people want to hear you. Yes. Brilliant episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember um, what she said in it was because I had just come out of my breakup. And so I was like, you know, how are you supposed to not fear what's going to happen or being alone? And, you know, and she was like, Um, well, why don't you transfer fear to curiosity? And I remember really applying that shift where she was like, instead of looking in the future and saying like, oh shit, I wonder what's going to happen. She said, look at it like, I wonder what's going to happen. And that little shift like made me feel much more uh, one in control of life and also excited for it versus like feeling like I had to be scared of like, what's the next dating experience going to be? You know, then I started being like, oh, I wonder who I'll meet next. Yeah. You know, like, because of course you're going to meet somebody next. Like, yeah. you always do. Yeah. yeah. Um, it but, always feels like you're not. Like, it always feels like, you know, at the end of a relationship, like, how could I ever start back at square one and find someone new and someone who, you know, I care about and mm-hmm. I get and likes the, some of the same things I like mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge. Yeah. Is there stuff that you guys have like, and this is me making up this question on the spot because this is what happens. Um, are the there things that you guys like from from doing this or hearing so many stories is like, what, what are the things you're working on? Like in the dating world mm. or life world? Because the one fun thing about this podcast is I feel like it all applies, yes. applies to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just a dating thing. Um. I can go. Yeah. Anyone yeah. else? Okay. Um, so, like, I know for me, like, one of the things I'm, I'm always, like, juggling a bunch of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. whether it's the different, it's usually the different projects I'm doing um, across a number of mediums. And, you know, I appreciate the fact that, you know, I'm married now. Um, my wife 
Uh, she really understands. She's uh, the fucking best. She's thank awesome. you, thank you. I um, love her. I know you just saw her at a, a, a dinosaur party yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, dinosaur bridal yeah, shower. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so she's stylish as fuck too, guys. Thank you, oh, thank yeah. you. But she's really good at um, understanding that you know, with our schedules, you know, sometimes my schedule shifts and sometimes different projects require different things. And I'm very grateful that she has an understanding of that because she has worked in the industry before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big thing. Like, it really is because, like, I've dated so many people that weren't, in, you know, working in similar mediums and they're like, why? What's with the long hours? I never see you and things like that. And, you know, certainly it helps when you move in with someone and you're living with them and then you get to see them yeah. every day, even if you are really busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think that's one of the things, you know, I, I was speaking with an editor I know who does v- a lot of VFX and he was telling me that um, his you know, one of the issues, you know, that he always is having to battle with is the fact that, you know, the work he's doing is the kind of work that you can always put more time and effort into. You can right. always make it, there's always more to adjust, always more. It's a question of when do you put the pencil down? Yeah. And, you know, I think that a lot of times, like with him, like, and his, you know, wife, you know, everything is going well, but it's, it's, it's that juggle, mm-hmm. you know, because you are juggling your professional and your personal life and your aspirations totally. and the things that you've worked for, you you know, yeah, um, and you want to keep growing, you know, it, it's just that challenge. So you try to find someone that is a, a good fit. And I like that a lot of the, you know, I hearing how the guests on the podcast talk, you know, a lot of them are in the industry and working, mm-hmm. um, doing uh, not all of them, but, you know, a lot of them are this kind of, you know, position and um, seeing how they make it work. And there's some like, you know, um, you know, who are, you know, they're either dating each other and then that's fine, you know, because they're totally on the same page then. Or, you know, maybe they're just dating other people. But hearing how they relate, I think that's very helpful. Yeah. 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 I think that from being on the podcast and meeting so many different people and hearing their personal stories and their personal dating relationship stories, I think that's mainly informed me to be comfortable with um, understanding what I want Mm -hmm. and not feeling like I'm obligated to do what I perceive everyone else to be doing. Yeah. Like out of some sort of like social dance that you have to do in order to fit in. Um, Like, you know, I was on that dating apps for a long time, but it was going through the motions. You know, I was much more focused on or like invested in other parts of my life. And then now I'm in a point in my life where I just like deleted all those apps and yeah. it was like, don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah. So, and so I'm like, and I'm much more comfortable with just being okay with what I want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I've decided that like, I've always been someone who just wants something really simple, but I'm not going to force yeah. it to happen. I'm not like obsessed with finding my husband. Yeah. Um, but ideally, I would like to be married one day. And that seems so conventional for someone in their 20s to want now. But and I say that as like, I feel like that's what's preached in the media mm-hmm. or like on Instagram. You know, people right. they are in throuples or they're not monogamous, mon- monogamous. Right. Um, but I've decided that like, it's OK if I want that. Yeah, um, totally. So I think that's mainly what I've taken away from the podcast is everyone is different. And um, people who come on podcasts who are genuinely happy are also people who 
were comfortable with what they wanted um, mm-hmm. and they went after that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, yeah, and if it makes you feel better, I feel like you're in the majority of people. Who, I feel like most people want to get married I think still so and too. like have kids yeah, and like everybody do. I've met or people who message are always like looking for yeah. the one, you know. Got it. Um, but I do think that our, I think society and like media and stuff or whatever it is like tends to glorify because it just seems interesting, like the yeah. pol- like polyamorous relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we think that that's way more common. But every dude I meet is always like, oh, I want to get married. And I'm like, really? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Could be the industry I'm kind of starting out in. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Other yeah. people sure. in their 20s in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry are at least putting up the facade that yes, they're like. Yes, I do I believe that's in that. Yes, too. there is a big. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I do think a lot of people just being raised that marriage is what everyone is mm-hmm. should work for is kind of what they say. Like, I, yeah. it's, it's not that I believe that that's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. But I do think that, you know, growing up, you know, what was it my parents would say? You know, they'd say, well, one day you'll get up, you'll, you'll grow up and have a family of your own. And, you know, you'll have a wife and maybe kids or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's sort of like the template, I think, for what, you know, modern, at least American society is. And I think in most con- cultures as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that there's, you know, a, a fear or or the fact that like even as a, a young guy dating, if you if you aren't saying you're interested in those things, there's a question on would she be interested in me? Because in the end, you know, you want to see where it goes and you don't know early yeah. in a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, I met I, I uh, met this 27 year old the other day, not as like for me, just like actually met in yeah. life. And um, uh, and he was telling me that he's like, oh, I, I can't wait to have like kids. I need to like give my uh, my parents uh, grandkids because uh-huh. my older siblings like aren't doing it. I need to like he goes, somebody has to be the grown up in the uh, house. And funny. I was like, look at you. I, I might set you guys up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, that is exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> I mean, it's like, but we also know like certain things like, you know, how we want to, if we ever had a kid, show them the mo- the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. you know, which order do we show them? You know, like these are really big questions <laughs> and things that we one day will look forward to if we get to go that path. Right? So you know? true. So true. Yeah. So, what about you? What are you working on? Um, I think that this experience with the podcast has helped me a lot with my cool girl syndrome that I suffered greatly from, like, right before we started this. Um, and, yeah, I've just um, been learning to be more confident in what I want and the choices that I make and the people who I want to spend time with. Um, and, you know, being okay with that and being okay with, okay, well, this God doesn't like me. That doesn't mean anything bad about me. Yeah. When you say, I'm just curious, when you Mm -hmm. say cool girl syndrome, do you mean you thought you were not a cool girl? No. So cool girl syndrome is the girl who's like, yeah, I'm so chill. I'm like down with whatever, you know. Oh, okay. Doesn't want to put pressure on the guy. I see. Okay. Because, you know, he's going to find me eventually. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm super cool. (laughs) Yeah. Like school girl syndrome is like a whole. All right. It's like the nice guy. It's guy. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you when you're just gonna play cool and hope that yeah. they're gonna you know I'm actually want around. the relationship, but yeah. you're like, no, no, it's cool, it's right. cool. Yeah, like, it's cool. like I, like I'm no not pressure. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No no girls pressure. who are like open to we say like with friends with benefits, where you're like, exactly. you're like, oh no, no, I I don't want a relationship. Yeah. I'm totally cool. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and then they're the guys but really like she does. Or, yes. You know, and yeah. And because we all feel at some point like 
no, no, I'll convince them. Like yeah. they'll change because yeah. they like spending time with exactly. me so much. I'll right. be enough and, and then they'll yeah. eventually come But it's around. that thing yes. you've said on, on past podcasts, which is, um, you know, the... A lot of times when people say the first description of what they're looking for, it's the real one. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, and they're like, oh, I'm not really sure, you know, what I'm what I'm doing. They're they're probably, probably not, not really sure. sure what they're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and I mean, yeah. and that's part of the whole learning curve, it's right? Tough and like, we're all growing and figuring it out. Yeah. yeah right. And that's yeah. the thing is like we've all done that. We've all been there. And and I mean, for me, I realized like my growth was and I used to play I used to play the part of a commitment phobe. Mm -hmm. Like there was a point that I was and then there was a point right. I was just playing her because I thought it was funnier. I thought people mm. knew me as that. It yeah. was comfortable. I knew what to expect. Yeah. It was keeping me safe yep. in its own way. You know, I didn't have to get close to anybody when I finally was like, oh, wait, this is all a game I'm playing with myself, not yeah. even anybody else. Mm -hmm. I was just didn't want to admit that, like, oh, maybe this tough ass girl that you've been playing kind of wants a relationship, you know, yeah. and yeah. or like one person who actually treats her nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when I finally started stripping that away and being like, it's OK to like be like somebody with feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I think I'm still struggling. Like Megan Wex was on the show and she had that like what um I think it was uh what was it the What Men Want episode? No, she talked about the man funnel and uh and like, you know, dating a bunch of guys to get like the right guy. But right. she's also very much about like being heart open and um about women being like more heart open. Mm -hmm. And um that kind of resonated a bit with me because I think I'm I'm st I still really really struggle to I think I'm super loving with like all my friends you know you guys my family like I'm so loving but when I meet somebody um the loving comes like six months later mm. yeah. like and I'm trying hard to like be more uh you know, though I do, I still tell people I think you should think first, feel later. I still think that there that that doesn't mean you can't you don't enjoy, put up a wall. Yeah, yeah, and like enjoy moments. Like I get, I get really shut down sometimes. Mm -hmm. Even now, like my ex on Christmas, like gave me a trip, and I didn't know how to respond. I was like, oh, thanks, that's cool, <laughs> and I like patted him. I think. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and like, that's the stuff that I, I still. That's a very big gift to receive, you know. Yeah, from, it was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, I think one thing that you're hitting on also is like from a guy's perspective, I always felt like. Like when you meet a girl, like I was I, I tend to be pretty upfront and honest, and I think that in general, if you know, people are listening. I don't want to blanket statement this for all guys, but I think yeah. that a lot of guys tend to be pretty direct when it comes to their feelings or thoughts and mm -hmm. stuff. And they don't tend to have a lot of inside their head conniving of you yeah, know, or, yeah, or yeah. thoughts on different things that they might be trying to do. And I feel like if a girl were to, if I had gone out with a girl and on the first or second date, you know, she was like, Wow. You know, because, you know, OK, so let's say you go on a first date with a girl and, you know, I, I'm talking to her and then she says uh, and at the end of the date, you're like, OK, well, I'll, I'll see, call you in a couple days or something. You know, it's kind of like that weird, like, you know, or we're all like hooked in every minute nowadays. Like she, if she were to say, why don't you just call me tomorrow? Like what a relief, like <laughs> for a guy like to be yeah. like, OK, so this actually went well enough that like 
she seems to be on board. Yeah. You know, she seems to like me enough for a second date. Like that would be a huge relief. Definitely. Like, and well. that stuff I'll say, I'll yeah. admit, like I'm not bad that way. Yeah. I do like right after a date when I get home, I tend to send a thank you message. I'm just like, I still struggle with speaking. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Feelings speaking like I can text you stuff. And show you I'm interested. Yeah. And it's always been like the one beef guys have had with me in the past was like, like I, I'm an action oriented person. I don't say things as much. Yeah. So oh, it's like, I'm like, but I'm fucking here for you. This yeah. is show you I care. Yep. But they just want to hear I care. So I'm trying to like be more uh, open with feelings. It's good. <laughs> yeah. about it. It just, it's very uncomfortable for me, but I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and though that's, I feel like something that I've learned through this and it's made me more aware uh, of things I need to, you know, try to do as we're going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be the artisan potato. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tomato. <laughs> Tomato. Oh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> even better. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, that's just $2. I'm like, yeah, I am worth those $2. Yeah, that's right. A toonie in Canada. Catch me out. Um, friends, listeners, let us know what are your, some, like some of your favorite moments. Please email us um, at kindadating at gmail.com. So we're at six questions, <laughs> which Aisha and I have done already. But I might do this again with you because... Life has changed a lot in the yeah. last two and a half years. I don't think the I answer has to be the I same. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I'll also add that six segment, six questions is one of my favorite segments. Oh, yeah. Same. Because I feel like it's ta- answers like are so fun. the answers are. Yeah. You learn so much about people. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we're going to do this with Jenna and Adam. And I sort of sprung this on them. So <laughs> it's okay. But it's one of those things that you guys have heard enough that you must have thought about it a little bit. For sure. <laughs> Adam's like, nope. All right. no, I always think about it, you know, I guess. So whoever wants to go, and then Aisha, you could go too. Okay. So um, we'll, so we'll do Adam, Jenna, Aisha as okay. like responses. Okay. So your six questions. And listeners, friends, send us your answers to six questions. Yes. I'd love to hear this. If you can tape us a, a, a response, whether it's on audio or video, we'll play it in the episode. Um, what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Uh, definitely how or if they address me. How yeah. or if oh, they wow. address you. Yeah. Noted. So a lot of times I'm in a room with maybe a group of guys and it could be like they don't even notice I'm there. So Mm. definitely no potential partners probably in that Mm -hmm. room. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What about you? Um, I think uh, if can you, can, I'm sorry, can you say it again? Yeah, I, know, yeah. what, I know I hear this no, every okay. week. I should know this. <laughs> what is the first thing you notice about a potential yeah, partner? I, mean, I think that in the end, I'm going to just, I'm a pretty honest and direct person. Say I it. think physicality. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, you know, even when you break down the the sort of what's mentally behind apps like, uh, like you know, like Tinder or something, it's like, the, it's based off the first impression you get from someone. And, you know, you, you try to sort of, in the quick glance, size up, is this someone who might be able to fit in your life? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, do you find them attractive or, you know, something like that? And then, you know, hopefully they have other things to supplement it after that. But that's the first thing I I think. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) totally. Um, I think for me, it's like 
the way they stand, which equates to confidence mm-hmm. and how comfortable they are within themselves. Yeah. You don't like slouches. I don't. No, no mm-hmm. slouches. Okay. We're, we're all like, <laughs> I'm like sitting up straight in this chair. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I slouch all the yeah, time. I, I do too, but we I like to. But we pretend we don't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is your one deal breaker? Uh, personal accountability. Mm-hmm. Gotta have it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're racist or something <laughs> oh, yeah. like that oh, yeah. is like, True. I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> I, I'm fortunate that the people I've dated, I don't think there was anyone who ever went out and said something that was like really racist or something. Yeah. But like, if, <laughs> but I can't imagine like going out on a date with someone and then halfway through they're like, I really don't like these kind of people. And you're just like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I could not. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Not sorry about that. <laughs> no, yeah. not sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, someone who does not have emotional intelligence mm. and is very immature. This is a good one. I need that. That's a whole episode thing. we need to do on yeah. emotional intelligence. Yes, it is. Okay, my, I'm gonna write that in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna forget. Um, what turns you on? Ooh, um, oh, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could list like. Physical qualities that right. turn me on, but I'll go with genuine kindness. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think when someone's very considerate of other people mm-hmm. and very thoughtful, um, I also really tend to like people who who have like a passion that they are you know, pursuing. I don't necessarily know that that means they've got it 100% locked down and figured out. But, you know, something where you can see that they are really driving towards something. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important because mm-hmm. I, I, I do live my life that way very much. Um, I think I said this last time, actually, but somebody who's just talented at whatever it is that they do, mm-hmm. just like really good at their thing mm-hmm. and like loves that thing. And deep voices. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can't. A deep, there is something deep about voice. deep voices. Voice. Yeah. You're always like, I wish hey. I had that, that that nice podcast voice. <laughs> I, I don't. This is me trying. <laughs> hey, it can all be it's like lame Batman or something. It can all be modulated. Love me um, tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships. Ooh, um, so I'll be the classic. My strength is my weakness. Um, strength is I will like go out of my way to make sure everything is good for you or for whoever I'm dating, making sure that they're happy, they're healthy, they're fed. Um, (laughs) weakness is that I will assume that I'm taking care of all that. Mm -hmm. So it's tough because of like, I'm always going to be doing the dishes and I assume mm. I'm going to be doing the dishes. Sometimes I'll be like, man, I wish they would do the dishes, mm-hmm. but I should probably say, hey, will you do this for me? Um, and that can be a weakness. Yep. But it's also a surprise where they do the dishes and it like makes my entire day. Yeah. Like, cause I didn't have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Yeah. What's that? What's the movie where she's like, but I want you to do, want to do the dishes yeah. or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I forgot what that was, yes. but yeah. I um, want them to be aware that like, I'm always going to be doing the dishes. So if they want to do something so nice. That's all the they have dishes. to do. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> let's see. So my strengths is, um, I, I think that I'm pretty driven and that's, that's mm-hmm. my strength there. My weakness is um, 
I mean, I think that like, for I'm a very so long time, perfect. yeah, I think that for a long time, I didn't really know like what I was doing, mm. like I in terms of just life in general. And, um, you know, I definitely feel more confident in who I am now. But I think that, you know, that probably had, you know, it was, you know, I, I don't think that dating in the past was helped by the fact that I was unsure, you know, and I wasn't even sure what city I was going to be in in a little while. Mm-hmm. And and that for a very long time, I think, you know, it probably meant that, you know, a lot of I dated some some nice people out there uh, who are wonderful, but, you know, we're never going to actually be an answer to the question mm. or something like that, because in the end, you know, I don't think they would have uprooted their lives and, you know, moved across the country. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think that's a thing. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I didn't I didn't get the weakness part in that, but <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that in terms of I'm like sure. committing to like a great oh, like boyfriend, God. girlfriend relationship yeah. or something at that time, you know, like I was dating more. And I mean, granted, at that age, I feel like a lot of people are yeah, you're out of college yeah. and you're sort of figuring out life and things like that. But, um, you know, I think that that's kind of one of the, yep, the main things it. that was impacted by that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I uh, you know, I hope that, you know, I. I I didn't like hurt someone to the point where their mind is permanently bent and warped <laughs> or something, but I'm sure there's a couple exes of mine that, you know, probably aren't happy with me. So <laughs> that's true. It's okay. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. ever happy. No. <laughs> I, I, I have a few. And I didn't even do anything. <laughs> Aish? That's how it would be like. Um, I mean, ditto what Jenna said. I am strength and weaknesses. I'm such a giver. Um, to the point where I will like not always necessarily take care of myself and not speak up. I guess also communication is a weakness, not speak up for, you know, what I want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do need you to do the fucking dishes today because Mm -hmm. I'm fucking tired, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. And I think that's a good thing to learn too, right? Like, cause when we were, um, when I was young, I used to think the same thing. And then I realized like nobody's psychic. Nobody exactly. knows what's in my brain. Exactly. And if we've given off all the signals that yeah. we got it under control, they don't know it. Yep. And then they're like fully shocked. So, and I've yeah. learned from my friends, my girlfriends who do tell their guys everything mm-hmm. and the dudes just do it. Mm-hmm. And now I've just realized, oh, they just want to be told. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. And like as much as, and this is where the whole movie thing comes in. Mm-hmm. It's like the movie version would be so romantic where he just knew. Yeah. But right. nobody just knows. Yes. Yeah. And I can say it from being on the other side. Like I haven't known that the guy wanted compliments. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, if you told me, I would have fucking just given you a million compliments. I didn't know mm-hmm. that that's what you wanted. Yeah. Tell me. Um, so kind of, you know, yeah. maybe it works the same way. Exactly. Well, I, no, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Just one thing that, that, that kind of makes me think of, too, is like I think about how, you know, in general, like, you know, guys give flowers to girls periodically as, uh, you know, a very nice gesture. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, they like that and so on. But um, what's interesting is that, like, you know, I, I've never been given flowers. So it's like if someone gave me flowers, I'd be like, I will never forget this moment. <laughs> you know, I am so honest. So what you were saying about like the compliment thing, like in a way, it's kind of like the same kind of yeah. thing. But it's like, wow, that's so meaningful. I totally see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's why what I give if- so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is love? I think, okay, I'm going to try to word this in an this. understandable way. Yeah. It's now goopy in my mind. Um, it's being, having such an, a deep empathy for your partner or your husband or wife that 
if they do something you're having trouble understanding, your default reaction is not to get angry. Mm -hmm. It's to get curious and to ask um, because that shows that you're not afraid to show that you don't understand and you're not afraid of their answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a lot of trust and the ability to realize that you are a team um, mm-hmm. and, you know, you stick together. You know, you kind of you figure things out. I'm not saying like stick together through something where people shouldn't. I mean, sometimes there are things that people should break up over, mm-hmm. you know, um, but right. it, but I do think that there's something about when you look back on your life and you say, like, you know, who have I loved? You know, you can kind of see the couple people or person who is the most, they resonate with you mm-hmm. on another level, even if you don't know them anymore or something like that. So mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, it's when you're totally 100% comfortable sharing your most vulnerable parts of yourself and accepting uh, someone else's most vulnerable parts and just, you know, being a team together and being each other's rock and wanting to be there for another person. Mm. Holy love. Mm. <laughs> um, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Um, let's do this. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I'll help you. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I appreciate you. You yeah. good one. Yeah. I like these. Uh, we do. We appreciate yes. you. Same. We yes. appreciate you. We appreciate all of you listeners. Thank you so much for thank listening you. to 100 episodes of the Kind of Dating Podcast. And thank you, Natasha, our oh, fierce yes. leader, for making this whole thing. Yeah. It all I came from your brain, girl. Do it without you. <laughs> An idea is nothing without a team. So thank you guys. Um, I'm so, so grateful. Uh, Please keep continuing to listen to us. Tell your friends. It's uh, the best way for us to grow. Um, We have a a website launching soon. (laughs) Um, That uh, will hopefully uh, steer you to more fun information. Uh, Thank you for sharing this journey with us. Tell everybody where they can find you guys on social media. You guys can find me at Aisha Says Dance on all social media platforms. You can find me on the Kind of Dating Twitter account. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I am Adam Pineless on Instagram, uh, Twitter, although I don't really update Twitter ever. And then um, I have adampineless.com. Nice. Pine like a tree and then the word less. (laughs) Um, Guys, listen uh, and follow us uh, on social media. We are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Kind of Dating. I am on Facebook and Instagram at Natasha Chandel and Twitter, Natasha underscore Chandel. Once again, thank you for downloading 100 episodes of our show. If you could please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows, we'd be so grateful. Uh, Remember, there's a video version of the podcast. It's on YouTube.com slash Natasha Chandel. Subscribe, share, comment, and send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. You're going to have to say this one for me. (laughs) I know it seems tough out there. But, but just, just try. Try, guys. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>
Aisha Holden is my co-host and our social media producer. Our audio engineer is Adam Pineless. Jenna Ribbing is our associate producer. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.